0: Some of you have liked to be nudged or have been nudged into doing something that avoided reckless behavior.
1: Yeah, I want to nudge the society into something different. I wonder how you think about this. I mean, we teach the wrong kind of math to our kids. Yeah. I, you agree with that? I mean, for example, I mean, if you want to nudge me into a certain thing, I'd like to know
2: the odds. Right. And we don't know how to make odds. In high school or grade school, I would teach it by having them gamble. Yeah,
0: <laughs> right. So that what people know. T- deadly yeah. serious. Yeah, yeah. That. So what? I. Well, you want a nation of gamblers? No, it's not. No, no. You see, kind of. No, no. On. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Now you jump too fast. Yeah, I did don't jump do too that. fast there. Okay. <laughs> uh,
1: no, no. The idea was to yeah. use as a mechanism to learn the mathematics yeah. and the thinking that goes with probabilistic yeah. reasoning.
0: Right. Jeff Hall. You are one of the three laureates for um, the prize in medicine or physiology and uh, talking about, as I say, you know the psychological aspects of um, economics and, and behavioural economics and how the mind works and the impact it might have on economics. But you, you won your prize for uh, what makes the body tick, um, our body clock. Um, Jeff, why don't you just perhaps spell out for us what we
1: mean by our body clock there are many kinds of revealed daily rhythms that can be observed and measured rhythms but there's long-standing information from studying a whole variety of different kinds of organisms that these revealed rhythms mm-hmm. are underpinned by biological clocks
0: Michael Rossbash and Mike Young, through your research on, on fruit flies, um, we discover that we have these body clocks, you know, we humans as well as all other animals. And you've, you discover that by isolating genes in, in fruit flies. In fact, I think the fruit fly is featured in so many Nobel Prize experiments. It deserves its own little Nobel Prize, wouldn't you say? That's yeah. <laughs> A tiny little prize. <laughs> tiny little thing, yes. Mike Young?
1: Once you discover the components of these clocks, you can look for them all over the organism. And as Jeff and his colleagues uh, showed, uh, in Drosophila, you find different parts of the organism. That's the fruit fly, Drosophila. Uh, the fruit fly. You've got, you've got many different body parts that display uh, these rhythms using these clocks. So it's not just behavior, it's many aspects of physiology. The, the other thing that became uh, clear was that you could start with the genes that we found in the fruit fly and, lo and behold, you have relatives uh, in all the other members of the animal kingdom, including us.
0: So can we ask questions that would help shift workers, you know, people who work in the emergency services deal better with the kind of work that they have to do at night? Um, can it help us understand um, why babies don't sleep during the night. I mean, I always find that expression, oh, I sleep so well, just like a baby, must have been said by somebody who's never looked after a baby because we know they don't sleep (laughs) at night. Right. Um, So, I mean, you know, does does your work help us understand these common experiences? Well,
1: in many cases, what it reveals is there's much more complexity to what's wrong or, or, or what we think we're observing when a baby's not sleeping, for example, or take jet lag. When uh, we go from New York or Boston to, uh, uh, to Stockholm, what's really going on? Most of us think, well, in a few days, uh, my one body clock will uh, get to Stockholm. And until then, I'm going to be in a state of malaise. Uh, in fact, what happens is that since you have clocks all over your body, there's disagreement that starts occurring between the cells in different parts of your body about what time of day it is and so in fact at the end of a flight from new york uh, to stockholm for the next few days you're really occupying your body is occupying multiple time zones simultaneously depending on
2: which clock you look at interesting well that's... I, I believe your research says that, that there's good and bad times during the day where, where are we right now <laughs> <laughs> so, so it depends It it depends that there's there's times which which are more favorable uh, for some things than others. Yeah. So I think what you're alluding to, perhaps, is that this is a very successful nap time, for example, for example, for example, especially for gentlemen uh, or ladies our age around around this table where, in fact, who were up late last night. Who were up very
0: late last night, <laughs> exactly. That was when you uh, received your awards yeah. during all the festivities okay, and so on. What
2: happens to an astronaut that has uh, no resetting mechanism? Well, so aren't the cabins? My, my, my impression was that the, the, the cabins have very intense light, uh, artificial light dark cycles to mimic, to mimic the, the external yeah, environment. Yeah, that's
1: pretty primitive. So it's But all, even if they didn't, yeah. Even if they didn't, if they were in constant darkness, they would show these rhythms. And, then that's, and in fact, that's how they were originally revealed in these models. But people do and often have
0: the these The reality
1: cells. is that if you put an organism into cycles that are different from a day, like seven hours, seven hours, yeah. that certain organisms, depending on the organism, can synchronize yeah, to occult cycles. But at some point, you're so far away from 24 when that's you do these 24. tests, they snap
0: we know here in sweden actually a lot of people do say they have these lights that lamps that mimic daylight don't they because they have such um, dark um days at this time of year but um, some of your colleagues working on the body clock have benefited from uh, the work of our chemistry uh, laureates because of course um gentlemen you won your award for developing a technique called cryo em um, which for the first time captured images of um, molecules that were not visible using standard techniques and of course we know that the world of molecules is is the core of what we call life so richard anderson in a nutshell what is cryo em
3: i think our our area of interest and expertise is the easiest to explain in this group we basically freeze a thin film of the molecules of life, take a picture of it, and then you look at the picture with your eyes. It's magnified, and you can see all the molecules. The computer helps you to uh, interpret what they are. But the, the methodologies are the tools that were invented by uh, the others, particularly Jacques Dubochet. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: all right. Well, we'll go to Jacques Dubochet then. So this tool um, that mm-hmm. enables you to look at these molecules. I mean, it's. Potential its possibilities of how it can help human endeavor cure illnesses
3: We are physicists We worked in biology and we get the Nobel Prize in chemistry Mm -hmm. Don't confuse
0: people please Because
3: because we see atoms uh, with the help of those people and when we see atoms, we do chemistry. And chemistry is a very powerful science because if you have a biological object, you see how the atoms are interacting one with the other. You see how Alzheimer filaments are attached to each other. Perhaps you see a drug which will separate them or will prevent them to associate. You see anything with, with, with. with. Chemistry. It's an extraordinarily powerful method.
0: But I mean, in the case of of, of, you know what you won your prize for, for instance, in the case of the Zika virus, cryo-EM was used to generate three D images of the virus, which meant researchers could try to work out you know what kind of drugs would help to resist the virus. For instance, I don't know if you want to pick that up, Joachim Frank. Uh, The Zika virus is a a perfect
1: uh, illustration for. Uh, did this combined uh, technology that is now available so we, we do know the structure of it now uh, it doesn't mean that we immediately find a way of uh, combating the
2: disease but, but it makes it possible you know so the potential Richard Yeah. yeah I was just going to say that this links up to the conversation we were having a bit earlier which is Choice architecture or nudging is uh, good or bad. It just depends on who's using it. So all the scientists here have created knowledge that can be used for good or evil. Um, The same is true for uh, behavioral science or behavioral economics. Um, And many companies nudge for evil. Um, (laughs) Last Last night my toast was to nudge for good, and, mm. but that's a hope. R-
0: Richard Henderson, I mean, all of you have worked, you know, for many, many years on your endeavors. And um, I think it was one chemist who said, you know, miracles sometimes occur, but you have to work terribly hard. Uh, I mean, it's part and parcel of everything you do, isn't it? Failure is part and parcel of that, that you'll carry out lots and lots of experiments and
3: expect many of them not to succeed. I think we are aiming to find out completely new things. So if when you're thinking of an experiment in in any area, if the the choice that you make is close to the knowledge that you have already, then you're likely to have a successful experiment, but you won't have learned very much. So if you make a bigger jump, take a bigger risk, uh, and then most of the time the experiment will fail, but when it succeeds, you make a bigger jump forward. So I learned from uh, Fred Sanger who had uh, was uh, had two Nobel prizes for his work in sequencing protein and, and DNA he used to say uh, that you should aim for a very high failure rate my interpretation was 99 <laughs> percent failure rate but the one percent that succeed takes you with a very big step forward which is worth all the effort you've spent on the other99 percent so, so, I, w- I, yeah.
2: s- I would say that leaves out one
3: <clears throat> one important component
2: especially for young people who who like science and that is the the discussion of, of uh, high risk, high failure, or very lofty goals l- l- leaves out an element of craftsmanship to our profession. In other words, I think, I think uh, the, 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 ch- with you. the chance of, of having tremendous success is, is very small for any one individual. We, we, the, 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 we are the progeny, the, we are the beneficiaries of also a lot of luck as well as hard work and perhaps a tiny little bit of talent but the the fact is that most of us here love what we did mm. and so that carries you through failures sure and but, you have to really like to do experiments but interesting.